Dropback with Sam Lewis, Matt Burns-Peak and Joe Costanzo. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Dropback podcast. I'm your host, Joe Costanzo, this week, and I'm joined, as ever, down the line by Sam Lewis. Hey, Joe. Good to be here. Good to be here, too. <laughs> uh, in the absence of Matt Burns Peak, who has dropped his mic in a pond once again, um, we have our young up and coming Stan Wilson. Hello, Joe. How are you doing? I'm very excited for your list, mate. Are you are you excited? Oh, I'm I'm loving it. Yeah, it's, it's a great list, and um, yeah, I'm loving what, also what you've put in your coffee today. Um, yeah, really just, pepped him up. Yeah, pure heroin. Um. <laughs> Yeah, so a few other things that we've got to get into before we get, uh, get into the nitty and gritty of that that tier tiered list that you've got there, Stan. But um, so one big thing that happened is that Dan Snyder and the Redskins organization are changing their name from the Redskins. Finally, finally. Uh, Technically, they're only reviewing it at the moment, but yeah, we've got to believe they pretty this much is the are. starting point. Yeah, it's a major review, so I'd imagine they're going to end up changing it. So, and so far, the suggested names. Uh, Dwayne Haskins likes the idea of the Red Tails. I like the Red Tails. Red Tail sounds pretty cool. There's also and, you can have something more like the Senators. They wouldn't have to change the uniforms that much, which yeah. I imagine would suit them on a money-making kind of scheme. The uniforms uh, yeah. would stay relatively the same, and it's also in com- that that's in um, honor of all this group of all black African American pilots in the Second World War, which is pretty cool as well be pretty cool so what would their logo be like a u.s fighter jet or something yeah it'd be something like the air force or um some, something along those lines so it'd be yeah. the red jets compared <laughs> yes so well only their tails are red i didn't um, like that they'd the only re- like this has been a conversation for years almost a decade or so probably longer but the fact is until major sponsors started taking interest really dan schneider was absolutely fine to keep it as is as he wheeled like a couple of native americans he knew out and said look these guys think it's fine so who cares and they speak for their entire race apparently so was the fact that if you literally if you put any other color in front of skins how uncomfortable would that be but we've all just been so desensitized to it well actually the green skins are a pretty good race in total war that was yeah, awesome. I'm pretty sure orcs probably find that offensive. I don't know. Well, their skins are green. I know. I'm, is, I'm is part of the, the path where you really want to go problem. with that? I'm part of the problem. You are part <laughs> of the problem. Cancel Joe Costanzo. Hashtag <laughs> <Should I> cancel. <laughs> yeah, so with FedEx and Nike, and Nike have been really good with this, basically being to Washington, right, whatever you decide, decide it quickly because we will be able to get these out before the start of the season. Especially because it doesn't look like it's going to be a preseason either with the players refusing to do that. But mm. due to the fact that we're not sure if there's going to be any fans in the seats this year at stadiums, revenues are going to be low anyway. So by changing their name and bring out a load of new merch, could this actually almost be a good way of getting revenues up for yeah. Dan Snyder and the Washington team? I definitely think so. And the, the alternative is you don't change the name and Nike have taken all the um, Redskins products off their website anyway. So they've hit them where, where it hurts, in their wallet. So, mm. yeah. 
Definitely. The first time I think it could help Dan them. Snyder's actually even considered this in the slightest. Hmm. Yeah. I agree, but also one of the reasons fans, uh, especially old fans of the sport, uh, get new uniforms and things like that is because they're going to games. And I would, there's possibly an element where if no one's actually going to any of the games, then, and then no one's going to the tailgates and things like that, people aren't going to see the need to buy, you know, what would be a non essential item like that for at least until they can actually you know be social with their purchase you know what i mean i understand but because of all the prelude to this and the fact that it's such an offensive team name is there a chance that people will buy it almost to prove a point possibly yeah possibly and i don't know you've got a ravens jersey when was the last time you went to a ravens game Last time not, I no, I'm not saying you haven't been. I'm saying is you've bought Ravens jerseys since going to the game. People will still walk around the streets and want to rep their team. I think if they bring out new merch with a new team name, people will definitely still buy it. Yeah, exactly. I I agree with you there. It's like a whole rebrand for the team, and the fans are going to want to stay on board with that. And it could always become like taboo or something to like to be wearing Redskins merch around because obviously it's it's. It's an offensive team name. It's like similar to the Cleveland Indians in baseball, who are also going to undergo a review of their team name. It's just has no place in the Cleveland because yeah. they're not mm. even Indians. Exactly not because the colon colonizers got off the boat and thought they had ended up somewhere completely different. So right, yeah, they were trying to get to India. How do you miss by that much? That's well, because he went the other way because he didn't realize there wasn't Americas, so he thought he would just go into India and he went into America. Even mm-hmm. when there's like China and all that in the way before India. True. But I mean, he fooled everyone though, didn't he? His statue is getting torn down now in uh, America. Are they going to rename Columbus, Ohio then? I don't really know what's going on. World's a mess. I think we should just stick to, stick to football now. <laughs> Does it move on to the Chiefs, which isn't an insult itself, but if you're using Af- um, Native American stereotypes to profiteer on, is that going to draw a few questions down the line? I'm not saying. I don't I think the Chiefs that, is anywhere near as bad as the Redskins. I think. That, yeah. Just saying, it, saying Redskins makes you feel weird, you know. Yeah, it's like the, the uh, Tomahawk War chant they use, like the Exeter Chiefs rugby team. Like they, some of their fans, they came up to the stoop for the away for their away game against Harlequins this year, and they obviously they sing there. They got their Tomahawk chant, and it's just like, I'm not sure whether that's offensive or not to Native American people. Is that the um, same one that Florida State and Kansas City do? Yeah, it's the, it's the same. Oh, that one. Ooh. Exactly, yeah. So I'm not sure whether it's offensive. but Then again, it's not our place to decide whether exactly. that's offensive mm. to a different race. Exactly, yeah. I'm not going to make an opinion on that because I I, I'm not educated enough and I'm not one of that race. So. Okay. Smart decision. Ooh, well, Maybe if more people took decisions like Stan did, would be in a better place. Be more like Stan, people. Be like Stan. Can we have that as the uh, podcast title, please? <laughs> yeah, be yeah, like okay. Stan. You're doing a lot of work for this one, so yeah, we'll do that. Just so. <laughs> um, so in other news as well, we had the the possibility, I'm not sure if it's fully confirmed yet, but of Njoku being traded to the Bears. I know he obviously uh, announced that he wanted to be traded this week on social media and everything like that. And uh, yeah, so a few sources have come out and said that the Bears have shown interest. What Pretty do you guys ridiculous. think of the potential of him going to the Bears? 
I think it's completely ridiculous. So we did it. We um we mentioned the Bears tight end situation briefly after the draft. So with Cole Komet added, they've got what twelve tight ends now on the roster. Mm. And so the, the preseason roster is it like ninety two or something? It's uh, some ridiculous number or something like that. It's yeah. a really high. It's a really high amount. So the law they've got over like ten percent of their roster pretty much is made up of tight ends. Mm. I, why would you need more? You've just paid Jimmy Graham. You've just drafted Cole Komet, and unless you're going to run some really old school like wing T offense, like there is there is no point at all. Well, I think the thinking behind it is probably that they're going to release a large number of those. It's the mm. Jimmy Graham one that strikes me as strange because they paid him quite a bit of money where it seems pretty clear to everyone that he's on the washed up side of things. Maybe he'll have a season or two left, but nowhere near perform to the level he has done in the past. Mm. If it was just Cole Komet and then a bunch of more nobodies, then it would make a little bit more sense, run a little bit more too tight end systems. But on that front, we saw with um, what's he called the Browns' new head coach? Completely blanked on it. Um, Kevin Stefanski. Stefanski, exactly. Ran a lot of two tight end sets in Minnesota last year. So, and Joku and Hooper probably would have worked quite well together. It seems strange why yeah. he's so desperate to get out. Yeah, I think he I... just wanted to be the the main tight end somewhere. And to be fair, if he goes to the Bears, then he is the main tight end there. There's no joke. There's no Trey um, Burton. He's better than Trey, Trey Burton. Burton's in number two or three tight end. Yeah. He's much better than Trey Burton. It's not even close. I, 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 don't, I don't know. Dave Joker, according to PFF, he's the 32nd or he's, he's ranked up in the top 50% of tight ends in the league. So he's not elite. He's not. He's back. He's a bang average Where's tight Trey end. Where's Trey Burton? I'd probably say Trey Burton would be around like a similar place. Yeah, but what does PFF say? <laughs> I don't know. I'd, I'd have, I don't know the figure off the top of my head, Joe. So I'll... Um, I will get back to you on that, Joe. Either way, oh, even if he's it. down there, he's still a. I think watching him, he's still a starting <laughs> talent, tight end. And Trey Burton, from watching him when he was at the Eagles, was always a number three at best. So he's a nice piece to have. So if you've got him behind Komet and Joku, is a boost. But I wouldn't want him on the field every down. He's In, not good enough. Can we just cancel that? What I've just said, actually, because um, it turns out that Trey Burton's yeah, with the Colts now. I think. I think you may be right, actually. So yeah, they definitely need PFF. Him. Yeah. So they do need him in the Bears. Exactly. There you go. Oh. Hashtag cancel Stan Wilson. <laughs> but another thing, like you're saying, with that army of tight ends, as we said earlier, the looks like the preseason isn't going to go ahead. There's going to be no preseason games. So that probably, if you're the Bears, you're more likely to want a proven entity than Njoku than these army of names they've got hanging around at the moment. Isn't Joku even proven though? Like he can't catch. He's he's more of like a, a bad receiver than a tight end. Oh, he's a pretty solid threat. He's yeah, quite he's, good. I don't I don't disagree. Yeah, exactly. He's an athlete. He's got a great athletic ability, but his hands let him down. So it probably depends on what the asking price is more than anything else. If you can get him for a fifth or lower, I'm on board with it. If you're paying more than that, I'm not sure it's worth it. Yeah, the the maximum the maximum they would get is a fourth, but I think as we've seen, there's been no like immediate demand for him. And as um, reports have said, the Bears have um, they're keeping eyes on him. So yeah, a fifth, a fifth, a fifth Especially or sixth would be asking price. The end of his contract's coming up, so you don't want to trade too much and then have to yeah. pay him. Exactly, exactly. Okay, so I guess the the next big thing, exciting thing that we all have, 
we all I was just gonna say have to listen to, but we're all honored to listen to is like it's Stan, like a chore. <laughs> yeah, Stan's big list of NFL starting running backs. Here we so, go. Without further ado, I'll pass over to Stan. It's Joe's Dreams podcast. We are talking about running back. So I've got my six tiers of running back. We start right at the bottom with the David Johnson tier. He's washed up, can't sprint. He's a decent receiver, but nothing more than that. So he's the bottom of running backs. You're actually dragging them on. I want to know, is there anyone else in the David Johnson tier? No, there isn't, because there's there's no other David Johnson. Yeah, it's just a spiteful move from Stan to make him in his own tier. That was yeah. a very that quick decline. Over... How he was on a big contract last year and still outplayed by two or three other running backs. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, when we traded for Kenyon Drake, he was instantly a massive step up. Chase Edmonds, our um, our backup, who we drafted out four really years ago. Yeah, he's he's a really great running back. So at the bottom, David Johnson for me. Until he can work out how to sprint again, then I'll be happy to move him up. Okay. So in the, the below average tier. We have Jordan Howard Ooh, from the I didn't Eagles. Think you were do this way. I thought you were going to go from the top and sort of put them in tiers, but no, I want to build. I'm going to build up to build right up, to the top. Nice. Build up. Build Are we not up, saying yeah. Miles Sanders is going to start for the Eagles? Yeah, but yep. Jordan Howard's at the Dolphins. Is Jordan Howard at the Dolphins now? Yeah, he's gone to the Dolphins. Ah, great. Well, he's still below average, so that doesn't change my list. Fair enough. Awesome. So, second place, we got um, Jamal Williams. Ooh. From the Packers. That's Aaron Jones. That's Aaron. No, it's not. It's Jamal yeah, Williams. It is. is it? Jamal Williams is the one in the top left. Are you sure? 100%. I looked this up earlier because I didn't know the difference. You. Do you... <laughs> I'm going to Google it again, but I'm pretty sure. Jamal Williams. It's definitely Jamal Williams. He's got. I thought Jamal Williams had that beard thing. I've just Googled the... Aaron Jones. They both got. One of them's cut their hair recently. That's Aaron Jones. Oh, That's Aaron Jones. I've just seen a picture of Jamal Williams with exactly the same hair as that. So there you go. Don't worry, Adam Jones is not below average. And then we have Ronald Jones, staying on the topic of Jones, if I can find him. Of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. However, I think that um, Ronald Jones could end up being an average back, considering this season if he's used properly in this new Bruce Arians offense with the with the boosted up wide receiver core, because they'll take. They'll take focus away from the running game. And of course, you've got Tom Brady back there as well. So I think he, he, he will have a better year. But for now, he's a below average running back for me. Yeah, can't argue with any of those. No. Howard did have a couple of good games with the Eagles, but he got injured and tailed off towards the end. Miles Sanders clearly usurped him in that backfield. Exactly, um, yeah. I'm a big Miles Sanders fan and they am. Um, they played better whenever whenever he was on the field. So yeah, except for that one game in Green Bay where he absolutely balled out. Mm. Um, Jamal Williams, you can see that what the Packers organization think when they're taking AJ Dillon in the second round. They clearly don't think he's worth renewing when his contract runs out. I think at the end of this season, but I'm not 100 percent sure about him. Ronald yeah. Jones, he always seemed to have that hype before the preseason, and then he was terrible in his rookie year. Yeah, he, he was at, yeah coming out of USC. He was kind of highly touted. Like people expected him to do well, and then yeah, he didn't live up to those expectations. So below average for me. Fair enough. Yeah, it's fair enough. I, I wouldn't argue just with anything those three on that. Three in the below average column. Yeah. So this next yeah because this this is just for all running backs. 
because these these are obviously the, the the higher tier. You've obviously got the nobodies who aren't even aren't even relevant in this case. Yeah. So this next tier is the change of pace back. These guys are second string, but not quite. These guys that they're mi- mixed in with the starters to add a change of pace, change of dynamics to the running game, and they consist of James White. So we've got James White, J.K. Dobbins, Tariq Cohen, Tevin Coleman, uh, Jonathan Taylor, DeAndre Swift, Keyshawn Johnson, Darius Geis, and Clyde Edwards. Here, a lot of the um, the so rookie these, backs. Are then, these guys yeah. that you wouldn't want as your bell cow back, basically. Exactly. These are guys. Well, they. I personally might want them, but in terms of being objective here, and uh, these are guys are just these guys are going to be more of a complementary back and not be a prime feature of this, someone's offense. Is this 2020 or is this like where they're at talent-wise at the moment? Uh, yeah. So Jonathan would... Taylor, the thought is that he's probably going to be the bell cow in the Colts or split and Clyde Edwards Hilaire with Marlon Cl- Mack See, this year this... and then Mack's contract runs out and he's going to be the guy going forwards. Yeah, see, that's what I mean. Um with Jonathan Taylor, I'd, he's going to have to get used to it because he run a power offense scheme at Wisconsin in college. And what the Colts run is a variation of the Kubiak-Shanahan style zone run scheme that everyone seems to use. And so I think that will take a bit of getting used to for him. And also, what's Marlon Mack done wrong to be replaced? I think he's been, he's been solid for the past two years. I think that's and the issue, isn't it? That he's been solid but not spectacular. He, well, I would argue Marlon Mack might be more of the change of pace back in the future. Oh yeah, in the future, by all means, I agree with that. But as of now, I think Marlon Mack will be the the primary guy. I'm not saying necessarily like a bell cow. Mm. I think we'll see a large sample of Jonathan Taylor and maybe an increasingly large amount towards the end of the season. What about DeAndre Swift? Um, where you're saying, you, do you think Kerry on Johnson is going to take that lead role in Detroit? Wait, no, no, sorry, I shouldn't have put. I didn't mean to put Swift there. Oh, okay. Swift's going to be a, yeah, I thought uh, Kerryon Johnson is the change of pace back for me Carry because he's, he's just been a bit, he's been a disappointment. I think anyone in who's put in that Lions team is going to be a disappointment. Like talent wise, Kerryon Johnson seems to have it. DeAndre Swift, I don't know how much talent wise there's that much difference between the two. DeAndre Swift is a much better running back. He's a, he's a very good player. He was my um, tied number one running back coming out of college with Clyde Edwards there. So. I've and got, why, why is Clyde Edwards Hilaire a change of pace back? Because, because Damian Williams, he obviously proved himself down the stretch last season and he's a rookie. He doesn't have the same speed as Damian Williams. And that's one thing that sort of put, um, put NFL scouts off him to some extent. Thankfully, not the Kansas, Kansas City Chiefs, but the agility. Say, thankfully, but that's the team he's going to do the most damage with. So. Yeah, exactly. Well, I'm, well, I'm happy for him. Yeah, I'm happy for it, for him in the perspective that he's on a team that are probably going to use him correctly because you've got a great offensive mind like Andy Reid and with Eric Bieniemy there as well. I think he'll be used properly in Kansas City. But yeah, in, in the future, I expect him to be maybe the, fir- the first string back. But for now, he will be more of a change of pace with a good amount of touches. Okay, cool. Um, with Darius Geis, is this an injury-dependent thing? Can he move up or is that where you see a ceiling talent-wise? It's not necessarily the ceiling talent-wise. It's the fact that you've still got Adrian Peterson there, and I don't believe he's washed up at all yet. I believe Adrian Peterson, you put a, like a decent O-line in front of him and he'll, he'll rush for another 1,000 yards. Mm. So he's changed the pace there, basically, in the, due to the situation he's in, rather than this is not just a pure talent list. It's, no, it's, no, it's not pure talent. This is, this is situational. I, I, 
in my opinion, or okay. I've, I've done it in a situational okay. context. Yeah. So the average section of the list is obviously it's, it's the majority of the running backs here. Start off with Devin Singletary. He's got potential to move up. Le'Veon Bell, bit of a controversial one. Mm. I don't think he's done enough to Recently, prove himself. Though. Exactly. He's just pre- he's just proved to us that he was a product of the um, Steelers O line. And we've got Marlon Mack, Chris Carson. Chris Carson looked good last year. Yeah, when he had the ball in his hands, he did. But he was fumbling at half the time. True. That is true. You do have to count against that. Yeah. And yeah, that that was the that was the bad bit. Because if you give the ball to Chris Carson, you know that you know he's going to fumble sometimes, and that's that's a big issue for an NFL running back when ball security is key. Because of the athleticness of the defensive players, you can turn it around and score off plays like that easily. Well, Aaron so, Jones at average. Yeah, I I was toying with putting him at above average, but I it just it didn't feel right for me for some reason. Okay, how come? Right, good. James Surely Connor. James Connor's got to be in this list. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, James Connor's average for sure. Leonard. He must. Uh, Leonard in average. Yeah. I'd rather have Aaron Jones than Leonard Fournette. Really? Yeah. No, I'd rather have Leonard Fournette. Leonard, Leonard Fournette's a phenomenal player. Joking. I I really rate Leonard Fournette. Yeah, Leonard Fournette is a beast. Like he, he. Do you know what his total yards was last season? Seven. One thousand seven hundred. Not he, bad. He's a he's a really Pretty really good, good running back. I I feel bad in him. He's been wasted on that team there. So yeah, it's update. They want to trade him as well. It seems. Yeah, I, I'd get him out of there. Get get value for him while you I'd can. I'd be asking my agent every day, man. Yeah. Didn't Jacksonville's not the best place. To Twenty be. touchdowns last year. Jeez. And he had all the most. Wait, that can't be right. Is this career numbers or? No, last year he had 16 rushing touchdowns and three receiving touchdowns. Wow. Nice. No, he was a, he was a beast for my fantasy team. And if he can, 1,500 total yards. Well, if he can put the backfield. Yeah, he is a beast okay. in general. Yeah, if he can put that up for another year, then I'd be happy to move him up. But it just feels it feels a bit premature for me. Okay. However, I may go on to contradict myself at later times. Yeah. And then. As we were right. exactly. So to so average with Devin Singletary, who will likely move up this year. Mm-hmm. We have got Le'Veon Bell, Aaron Jones, Marlon Mack, Chris Carson, Todd Gurley is there because of his knee issue, and yeah. I don't trust the fact that he's healthy, fully healthy. Because we looked average last year. Yeah, exactly. Arthritis it gets worse as time goes on, so I don't I don't trust him. Kenyon Drake, I would happily put him higher. But realistically, he's an average running back, and he's he was just profiteering off the fact that um, Kyler Mer- Kyler Murray gets most of the attention defensively. Mm-hmm. We've also got Miles Sanders on the Eagles, changed the game for the Eagles whenever he was on the pitch. James Connor originally looked like he was going to be good, and then he's just been a bit mediocre since then. I think James Connor is basically the definition of an average back. He's a decent player, and because his O line's so good, he can pile up yards, especially as the bell cow. But yeah, like agreed. Talent-wise, his natural talent isn't that he can do it without all of that assisting him. Yeah, he's he's got he's got he's got a great story. Recovering from cancer, getting drafted by the Patriots out of Pittsburgh, Patriots the um, Steelers out of Pittsburgh, and yeah, so he's he's yeah, not um, 
not the bell cow back and not the um, elite back that he looked like in his rookie season. Yeah, I mean, he'll get you yards. He just won't get... He's not going to blow you away with his performances, you know. He, never see, he also never seems to pop off for, like, a huge game gain. Like on yeah. one, He doesn't have that breakaway speed that a lot of yeah. these elite-level backs will have. I get yeah. you. We've got um, Raheem Mostert in here. Like, he could have been put higher based on his statistics, but the fact of how often the Niners run the ball... As part of their part of their scheme, I don't think I think most most of the running backs on this list could fill his role quite easily. Yeah, yeah. And I'm um, thank God Matt's not here, but yeah, I put Matt Breeder in average, not yeah. elite as he would like me to. Well, that's the thing. The 49ers scheme it caters to this one cut speedy back. Exactly. That's got good vision. Like I'm not sure how well these players are going to do if they go elsewhere. Well, we've yet to see. This is the first season though one of these guys is going to try his hand somewhere else. So yeah, maybe Breeder will move up, but I'm not sure will. how much of that's down to natural talent because think of how many of these San Francisco running backs coming from absolutely nowhere to succeed yeah. in that Shanahan offense. Yeah, Raheem Mostert is the prime example there. He's yeah. gone from absolutely nobody to being... He's just a fast bloke. Star. Exactly, yeah. You could probably put John Ross there and you'd do exactly the same job. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> and then... We have Damian Williams of the Kansas City Chiefs at, um, in, in the average category because he's not the bell cow. Beforehand, he's probably above average, but looking at some of the other running backs you have in there, he's not better than those. So mm, exactly. average probably caps it. Exactly. I, it was quite hard not to put some of these guys in above average because if you look at them compared to the rest, so we've got, you've got to make sure it stays relative. Mm. So, yeah. And then we've got two rookies in this list. We've got DeAndre Swift out of Georgia, drafted to the Detroit Lions, who will likely be the feature back. We have my favourite, Cam Akers, future mm-hmm. offensive rookie of the year. And All LA right. Rams, a thousand, he'll probably run for like 1,200 yards next season, I imagine. We've got Adrian Pe- fantasy team. Do yeah. it, honestly. We've got Adrian Peterson. Some say he's washed out. I think he's still got it. David Montgomery of the Chicago Bears. And Sony Michelle of the New England Patriots. And that, that brings the average category to a close. When you say Adrian Peterson still got it, you mean he's a good level bat, not he's still got what he had. Oh, no, he's not 2012 AP. He's 2020. His day, though. Good running back. Yeah, exactly. On his day, he could break 100. You know. I even think I it's on his know. day. I think if he's given the O line, I think he could break 100 yards still every game. He's got the vision, he's got the agility. He's. His his vision of the field is phenomenal, and that's what sets him apart from other running backs. Mm. Okay, let's see if he stays on this field. All right, so above average, who you got then? Above average, we have Philip Lindsay. Okay. Of the Denver Broncos, we have Kareem Hunt, who could, he was dipping towards averageness last season, but I thought I'd give him the benefit of the doubt here. Okay. Because I think. In other in other situations where he's not sharing a backfield with Nick Chubb, he would have more of a situation to thrive in, like he did in his rookie year in Kansas City. Yeah, that's why I wouldn't put him that high, but I get why. Yeah, it's because subjective, isn't it? Really. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, Austin Eckler, because he's a he's a two dimensional back. He can contribute on the on the ground and put up yards as well as being the receiving back. He kind of got, yeah, boosted last year a lot. Especially because Philip Rivers couldn't throw deep. Mm. I mean, that does help. But yeah, he's he's agile, he's quick. 
he can he contributes to the game in two in two ways, and that that adds his value up above the guys. I'm not sure in the average that Aaron list. Jones and Miles Sanders are worse than those three. Yeah, I'd agree. Miles Sanders, how much of a season did he play last year? From about week four or five onwards. I'd say Philip Philip Lindsay's better. Philip Lindsay's better than both, but um, the other two questionable. Yeah, Miles Sanders, I need to see more of. Kareem Hunt, he can be class when he's got the backfield to himself. And Austin Eckler, is a two, he, he contributes in both sides, both through the air and on the ground. So that, that's what puts him up there for me. Okay. Also, we in this tier, we have Alvin Kamara. Wow. Only a bit of average. Have you seen what he's rushed for last season? He's he's never broken 1,000 yards yet in the NFL, and he's a running back. That's okay. Like, that, that's the almost 1,000 yards receiving as well. well. What was his receiving stats for last season? Uh, I'll have to I'll look find it out. out for you while you're going through the rest of it. But as a running back, putting up his yards per carry aren't as impressive as I'd like them to be, and he he only rushed like 700 or 800 yards last season. True. Which true. I don't I don't find that impressive. No, but he was injured, wasn't he? Yeah, 14 games started, 800 rushing yards, 4.7 average per carry. What was the receiving yards? I'll find that for you. Um, 500. All right, breaking news. Alvin Kamara has just been upgraded to the borderline elite category. Nice. There we go. Thank you for him. I think he can um... do more with the ball in his hands than anyone on that list so far. Yeah, I know. I appreciate that. Um, Ingram of the Baltimore Ravens. How do you feel about that, Joe? Um, I'm not too bothered because I know he's he's obviously past his 30s. He started to get that calf issue late in the year. I think he's a good running back and he fits our system very well, but we also have kind of contingency plans around him now with not just Justice Hill, but Gus Edwards, but also J.K. Dobbins. So um, Exactly, yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll see how that goes. I'm, I'm, I'm really glad you've taken that well. The whole Aaron Jones thing. I think Aaron Jones is better talent-wise than Mark Ingram is at this stage of their careers. Possibly, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I can see where you're coming from there. It was They were quite close decisions on this. Oh. So I didn't want to drop any more into the average category because of how loaded it was. Sort of makes sense though, doesn't it? As average. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah, but true. Mark Ingram was up there and like he was like fourth best in rushing yards last season. Yeah, he, he did have a really good year last year. And then so last two on last two and above average, Joe Mixon and Melvin Gordon. Okay. Yeah, no complaints with that. Yeah. Awesome. Mixon showed down the stretch last year. He's a really good player. Mm. Mixon also got fed the ball like nobody's business. He got like just shy of like 300 carries or something last season. That's why I hesitated to put him higher than he was because in past years he's been touted as this high, high class elite running back, but he hasn't shown that recently ever since his holdout. So mm. above average for me. Fair enough. Okay. And now we move on to the borderline elite category. We've already got Ooh. Alvin Kamara there. Do you so, want to explain each of these as you put them on? I will do. I will do. Ezekiel Elliott. His burst for me and his acceleration into gaps has is not been the same in recent seasons. Compared and compared to the other backs, I'm going to put it Elliott. I couldn't justify putting him putting him with them. Okay. Cowboys fans may be annoyed at me for this, but this is just. This is my personal opinion. And I mean, he's, sure, I like that. He tears us to shreds every six, two times a year. Yeah, he 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 messes us up big time. 
Also, look at that. Look at that Cowboys offensive line, and then look at what Tony. Punish look someone, at what, though, for having an offensive line. But look at what Tony Pollard does as well. Look how good Tony Pollard was last yeah, season, the limited sample size he got. He looked electric. Talent-wise, how much difference is there between some of these above-average down-to-change of pace backs? If you get them in the right situation, they're going to put mm-hmm. up huge numbers. Of course, of course. But the, my argument here is not that oh, Ezekiel is only good because of his O-line. Mm-hmm. It's the fact that he's not that much better than Tony Pollard. He puts up exactly the same numbers. Yeah, but he okay. puts it up in a smaller sample size. It's easier because you stay fresh. Yeah, I, yeah, that, that is true. But you would expect a bigger difference. Okay. And it, it, it just shows the contribution that that Cowboys O-line gives you. My attitude on that is going to depend on which of these remaining you move above him. All right, fair enough. But next in Borderline Elite, Leonard Fournette. Yeah, fine with it now. Fine with the Zeke thing. I was worried you're going to put Leonard Fournette in Elite. Yeah, there's a few others I'm still worried if they get moved above. But no, there's only three. There's only three elites in here, so don't worry. Okay. So it's Saquon, CMC, and Derek. Exactly. There you go. So we've got Nick Chubb, phenomenal ball carrier. Yeah, he's good. Outstanding running back. He does fumble a bit though. He does fumble a bit, but I think he more than recuperates that for that with the yardage he puts up. Plus, he's basically able to keep Kareem Hunt off the field. We've already said how good a player he is. Exactly. Yeah. If you keep Kareem Hunt off the field, then you're a pretty darn good running back, in my opinion. Absolutely. Okay. Can't argue with that one. Fair enough. Uh, second year player now, Josh Jacobs. Mate, I love Josh Jacobs. I have my doubts on him coming out of college because of his speed. Like, I thought, oh, he can't run that quick. He's not going to be a good running back. But He's elusive as hell. Exactly. That's what it counts. Rarely is the running back going to get into a a situation where they've got the whole open field in front of them and they're just sprinting which, and they're just, it's just a foot race it really comes down to that and that's part of the reason why I'm so high on them, Clyde Edwards it's because of the fact it's all about elusiveness, agility, ability to find gaps and shoot through them it's a very good NFL comp that yeah and yeah I agree um, he's, he's powerful as well Josh Jacobs which, he adds, to, yeah. which adds to his game which brings me on to my next one. We have Dalvin Cook. Borderline Lee. Borderline. Borderline. However, he can't stay healthy, which is a massive, massive factor. And there's a famous quote, I'm not sure it's by, but availability is the worst, is the best ability even. Yeah. Mm. And if you, you can't put up touchdowns, you can't put, put up yards if you're not on the field. So Dalvin Cook in Borderline Lee for me there. Okay. Which leaves us with the last three. Which I don't think you can make any arguments about. No. No, not at all. Well, you could. I'd have a lot of people arguing probably for Zeke to be in the top three. No, I meant you can't say any of these three don't deserve. Oh, yeah. Derek Henry is different because he's not going to do some of the things that the other two can do. But But he's also going to do things the other two can't. He's just, you could argue, he's the best pure runner in the NFL. Pure yeah. physical, yeah. In terms of what um, Christian McCaffrey and Saquon Barkley bring to the passing game as well, mm-hmm. that is a, that's another aspect completely, and that's why they're probably more valuable players in terms of what they bring. But then you could also argue for Derek Henry that he's he's more valuable because he is that entire offense. And Derek Henry's come leaps and bounds up in the passing game from from a few years ago. He's actually got yeah, he got quite a bad. few receiving yards last year. He had a few long screens as well. 
Yeah, but the difference is that you can't line him up in the slot or no. out wide and have no. him run a route at the same way you can with the other two. You can create mismatched nightmares with them. I mean, yeah. you say that, but he's he's a he's six foot three. He's like three two hundred and forty pounds or whatever he is. Yeah. I'd love to see him go one on one with a cornerback and see who wins that. You'd probably just That's shove him off. Do you see what you tell <laughs> Thomas? Yeah, that was that was cruel and all that. Yeah, you yeah, can't do say... that when running a route. You can't just stiff arm them with a break. You well, you can do it on the line if they're trying to press cover you. But Derek Henry, mate. Why would you try and press cover Derek Henry? This is like a Josh Norman move. Nice. <laughs> Saquon Barkley also he carries his team realistically. He's he's the entire Giants offense. Mm. His yards per carry fell a bit last year because of how tragic the Giants offensive line was. I know. But it's this been year, this whole time. Yeah, this year, as long as they run the ball to the left-hand side of the line, they should be fine because they've obviously got Will Hernandez and the new tackle they draft out of Georgia, um, Andrew Thomas. I really hope they don't waste Saquon's career, man. Oh, so do I. He's he's probably he's the best running back coming out of college of all time, most likely. Yeah. And what's shocking as well is that usually when there's a can't miss and they go to a bad situation, they can't perform to the level everyone hyped him up to be. But he's... Saquon still looks great even though they've been bad ever since he's been there you can't tackle those legs man have you seen how thick his thighs are uh, number one probably the best running back in the NFL if not one of the best players Christian McCaffrey mm-hmm. Carolina Panthers running back slash wide receiver slash slot receiver does anything you want him to he'll he be MVP is... one day let's no hope way. so because they won't be good enough that they're going to give it to him they'll be a team no, that goes 14 and 2 well he's not a quarterback either so that's quite a big issue yeah but Non-QBs have won MVP loads of times. Yeah, but what it seems to be in the last few years, it's basically, right, who was the best record? Who was the best player on that offense? And mm. then, easy, give it to him. True. Yeah, that's true. Which is why the Seahawks, why, um, why Russell Wilson basically hasn't had any MVP votes. Because over the last few years, their record hasn't been as good as some of the other teams. Yeah, but he's also the only thing on that team. No, I know, but that's what... Well, that just proves your point, that he's... The only thing Valuable. Team. So by definition, he should be the MVP. Yeah, and just give talk it about bad line. Whoever has the best record. Yeah, and there's a bit of a misconception of the whole MVP thing. That it's the best player in the NFL. It's not. It's the most valuable player in the NFL. And quite honestly, I could see people making arguments for Derek, Derek Henry, Saquon Barkley, Christian McCaffrey. Over the next few years, a running back could win it, but it just showed. But in the current NFL, with the climate, absolutely, but. First of all, they're not as marketable, and second of all, the average fan doesn't know a lot about running backs. Yeah, mm. that's true. That's true. The quarterback is always like the face of the franchise. But yeah. I don't know. Zeke's probably one of the biggest selling shirts in Dallas. So is Christian McCaffrey. All these big running backs are some of the biggest known names in their team. Yeah, no, especially in the case of um, Carolina and um. New York Giants at the moment, and the fact that their quarterbacks aren't very notable figures and they aren't necessarily the face, face of the franchise at this point. Mm, yeah. Well, I'm not disagreeing that they deserve the votes. I'm just saying the likelihood of it happening based on how the last few voting for the awards has gone seems slim. Not that they don't deserve a yeah. shout out for it at all. Yeah, it'll likely just be another quarterback again this year, realistically. Absolutely. It'll be whoever has the best record, their quarterback. Boring. Or Kyler Murray. But it's what happens. It won't be Kyler Murray. Will it not? Oh, well. No. Who cares? 
it's a, that's a conversation for another day. I, I think, imagine also. if you're winning an MVP, Joe, you probably care quite a bit. <laughs> so which of those is going to move yeah. the most if you do this again? We said Indeed, this I would. I think this has been a good list, though. I wouldn't... You know, there's not been so many... So many what? You all right, Joe? You just fallen asleep? No, I'm I'm thinking thinking. Um I think Todd Gurley, if his knee isn't as bad as we all thought, could move way back up. Miles Sanders, I think, will probably move up. Yeah, I agree with you there. Miles Sanders might jump up. Um, if he has a good year in Miami, maybe yeah. if he can prove yeah. it, it's not just a forty nine er system, but yeah. I'm not confident about that. Nah, I can't see it that much. Devin Singletary. Down, like you said, Joe, they've got a whole lot of running backs there, so his percentage of the ball will probably decrease. Yeah, so. I imagine if Ingram moves down, Dobbins moves up. Yeah, and Peterson. Again, it's only surely it's only a matter of time before he can't be a feature back anymore. Tell Frank Gore that, though. Yeah, Frank Gore, <laughs> where's he on this list? Frank Gore has um, taken a backseat. He decided he wasn't going to participate in this list. It would be unfair on the rest of the He'd be on below average. Exactly, that's what I mean. It's it's a matter of time before his speed does go. I don't think he... Because Frank Gore's not playing anywhere near the level he was years ago. So he's been yeah. trudging along for like the last four or five years. So like with three, Peterson, Less than three yards of carry. Exactly. Chris Carson, maybe, mm. if he cleans up his fumbles. but Yeah, if he can learn how to grip a football properly, then we could be, we could be in business. But unfortunately, he can't. I would I'd say also... maybe Lev Bell, but I don't think Adam Gase likes him enough to try and, and make Devin him look Devin Singletary. Good. Yeah, Devin Singletary will move yeah. up for sure. Um, Adam Jones, when I find you get become less stubborn and move him up to above average. Um, <laughs> well, if he stays healthy this year, he'll probably put, put up good numbers. Yeah. Um, DeAndre Swift and Cam Akers are quite high on. They yeah. could easily move to above average, especially if... Um, the Rams' O-line isn't particularly strong this year in terms of names and experience. But when it comes to a zone, zone blocking scheme, zone running scheme, it's not hard at all for the O-linemen to, to perform. No, it does simpler... make it easier for the line and the running backs. Exactly. It gives, them, gives the running back multiple holes. It gives the, running, the linemen easy jobs. You block this guy, mm-hmm. we'll double-team one guy, and you're, you're rolling. So Cam Akers, above average. DeAndre Swift, could move to above average. Um, I think DeAndre Swift, Sony Michelle. Well, the thing with DeAndre Swift is that Carryon Johnson's a good enough back that is he? Swift, yeah, he is a good player. So I don't think he's Swift's had two years good. in the NFL. He's had two seasons in the NFL and hasn't put up over. He's put up 850 yards, I think, was his best season. Word coming out of camp in Detroit is that DeAndre Swift is going to be expected to be the start of the. The with carry on. The, it depends if they're going to give him the ball every play. But to be fair, yeah, carry on coming on passing downs. Wake four or five, and he starts to get more of that backfield share. So you might be right. Maybe. Yeah, we'll I see. DeAndre Swift will. I, I'm. I'd put money on him starting over Carry on Johnson, considering his past. He will. I'm not yeah. saying he won't start ahead of him. I just think Carry on Johnson will get enough of the ball that he's not going to put up huge numbers. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Time will tell. Um, Time will tell indeed. Will David Johnson move out of his own category? It depends how Bill O'Brien uses him, really, because Bruce Arians knew how to do it. You use him as a wide receiver, essentially. You bring him out on third downs, I think. If you need a wide receiver. 
Like he, he line, line him up in the backfield, motioning him, motion him out to the slot. And he's, he's got really great hands as he's demonstrated time and time again with the wheel, wheel rolls, um, streaks he runs. But yeah, he's, he's, he's a good pass catch. He just doesn't, he's just forgotten how to sprint, it seems. Do you think he's still injured then, or do you think he's washed up? I think he might have just been rattled from years of injuries. Rattled. It happens. Yeah, I think his speed was overrated in the first place, to be honest. He was never the fastest guy. Exactly. It's either that or his accelerations has completely fallen mm. off. Yeah, but he did tear both his knees up big time. Yeah, it is, it is a really big shame about him. Mm. I feel a bit harsh giving him his own tear, but... No, you serves don't. him right. You serves him. You don't <laughs> have really. to do that. You've done it completely out of spite. Yeah, I just a bit salty off the last season, I guess. Mm. Okay, well, I think that's that's enough for today's episode. That was a very good list. Well done, Stan. Cheers, Big round of, round of applause there. Um, I just want to tell you guys about our presence on social media. So we've got our Instagram at the Dropback our Facebook at the Dropback UK, our Twitter at the Dropback as well. And yeah, drop us a DM on there. If you're, you have any questions for next week's episode, we'll try and feature them in. Um, drop, uh, subscribe to us on YouTube at the Dropback Podcast as well. And I don't know if... I've, oh yeah, and the Dropback.co.uk or the Dropback.com for articles, which we will be posting at some point. Well, Matt did promise they were coming soon, so... Yeah, that's the mad thing. He's done one by the time this episode comes They're probably out. in the pond with his mic. A fantastic <laughs> read from Matt Burns Peak. Definitely everyone go check that out immediately. Indeed, indeed. We'll just say that and then that you could be disappointed. Um, <laughs> okay, I've been your host, Joe. I've been Sam. I've been Matt, I mean Stan. (laughs) (laughs) And that'll be us. Peace. The Drop Back with Sam Lewis, Matt Burns Peak, and Joe Costanzo. I've run out of coffee now. You run out of coffee, and that's just what you back to sleep. Yeah, I'm crashing, okay? Hey, you, need back co- to bed. you need cocaine, honestly. Yeah, maybe <laughs> I should. <laughs>